Hey everybody and welcome to this edition of the Cubs Corner presented by Cubs Analyst. My name is Anthony Pasquale and today we bring back former Shamrock baseball player Tommy Busom. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me back on, Ed. So the Cubs finally won a game today in dominating fashion. They beat the Pirates 10-0 on the home opener. What did you see from the club today? Um, I saw I saw fight, uh, Anthony. I think that's something that maybe you can argue hasn't been too apparent in the first first week of the year. I know a lot of people were putting a lot of the bullpen, but um, at the end of the day, just those one-run, two-run games that we've seen a couple these last couple of days uh, comes down to heart. And today, you could tell that they were they were ready to fight, and they did, and they did it, and they uh, in a resounding way. Nice to see, finally. Refreshing. And I, I really think the Sunday game against the Brewers, even though they did lose, it felt more like a regular game. You know, there wasn't like a bullpen implosion. The starter went an okay amount of innings. The offense was all right. It just it just so happened that they lost. There wasn't necessarily a big blame to put on anybody, and then they finally get back home, and then the offense got going a lot. Exactly. I agree. Uh, Sunday's game, was that was just a straight-up loss, no one blew it. And then today, I think they fixed it around a little bit, and it, it really showed. And they play two more against the Pirates and then host the Angels this weekend. Do you expect to see some more wins in the early going? Yeah, I like the, I like this homestand. I think uh, it was pretty clear when, when we were struggling on the road that we just needed to come home. And now that we're home, I think trends are going to be looking up in yeah. the next couple of weeks, Anthony. Yeah, I think so, too. I really... There's certain hitters that I just think they put together better at bats when they're at Wrigley Field. I think Schwarber's one of those guys. Um, Bryant usually is one of those guys. He's in a little bit of a rut, though. But you know what I mean? I think some of the guys just feed off the Wrigley crowd more than others. Yeah, the first person that comes to mind when you say that, Anthony, is uh, Victor Caratini. And he, if you could remember, he was my, my projection for standout. Yeah. And now that we're here, now that we're here, look for him to start maybe having a bigger uh, impact on the games. Yeah, and the the game that the Cubs won against the Brewers, I think, uh, Caratini homered, and Madden said we got to find more ways for him to bat, and today he ended up finishing the game at first base. So I think you're right. Yeah. They are going to put him in the lineup a little bit more. I agree. What do you like about his approach from the left side of the plate? Um, I think he is just, he brings a lot of different aspects of uh, hitting. You know, he can hit for power, he can hit for uh, consistency, and that's something that you see in a, in a pinch hitter's role. Like, we saw then Tommy LaStella a lot, and um, I just think that when you, like, stick him in a tough situation, that he usually uh, he usually delivers. And you mentioned Tommy LaStella. He'll be back in town this week when the Angels come in. But his replacement on the team, Daniel Descalso, I've really liked what he's given to the team early on as well. Mm-hmm. He uh, He's another one of those guys, just super utility guy. He can pretty much deliver in uh, any situation. Uh, I, I really like those those kinds of players. They don't, not like the huge power guys that like get all the attention, but like just the, the, the lower level, just utility contact guys that, may not make like a huge explosion in the stat book, but they really uh, they really make an impact in game-to-game situations. And another guy that comes to mind like that is Ben Zobrist. He might be probably at the top of the list of those type of guys. He always puts together a good at-bat, always puts the ball right. in play, and, and that's kind of what you want at the top of the order or maybe in that two spot. 
yeah, his 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 uh, his ability to be that super utility guy is almost like boosted him into a superstar category. That's how good he is at it. I I saw a stat today that said Ben Zobris leads the MLB in hits so far this year without getting an extra base hit. So like you mentioned, not having that power, but being able to still be consistent, Ben Zobrist is at the top of the list. Is he still going to the trade deadline, though? I don't think so. I think he's the type of guy, he's done so much for the organization already, won the World Series MVP. I know he's got a heavier contract than a guy like Descalso, but I think he's way too useful to the team than to dump him. I would agree. But you mentioned the trade deadline. The Cubs already made a couple of moves. They sent C.J. Edwards down and put Mike Montgomery on the injured list. I kind of saw the, those those ones coming, didn't you? Absolutely. Uh, C.J. Struggled, struggled like that in the past a little bit with uh, just a complete 100% inability to find the zone. Uh, we saw that a little bit with, with uh, C-Shack the other day, too, which was kind of startling because he's usually not like that. Right. But we've seen that with Strope. uh with CJ for sure, and just right off the bat, coming off spring training, looking like that already—that's that's that's concern, it's concerning. And he's gonna. Have, I hope he figures something out in Iowa because that can't happen. Yeah, I agree. It seems like with the bullpen, the stuff is there for the majority of the guys, especially Edwards. It's just command seems to be the biggest issue. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, Brad Bach struggles. He's had some struggles with command recently. Um, just top to bottom, it's it's not. I I don't know if it's like an institutionalized thing where they just teach him to not throw strikes in the Cubs organization. But <laughs> I hope not. Um, I hope I hope that I don't know if some time in AAA maybe does him some some good. His pressure, the pressure, kind of put off his shoulders and he figures some stuff out. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, and I I'm sure some of it has to do with adjusting to the third pitching coach in the. Th- in three seasons for Edwards and a couple of the other guys. Maybe they're just not used to the way Tommy Hadovy handles things, but Theo has said they are pretty deep, bullpen-wise at least, in AAA, so when these guys need to go to Iowa and focus on something, they should have some arms to bring up, so hopefully the bullpen, like they pitched today, can keep going like that. The Cubs should be in better shape. Yeah, I, I agree. But there is some free agents... Craig Kimbrell's still out there, one of the best bullpen arms in the game. When do you think he signs, if he does, and with who? Um, I'm not sure where, 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 where Kimbrell's uh, going to uh, end up, but I would like to see some kind of dominant closer for the Cubs. I don't, we haven't had one in a while. Pedro Strope last year, I think, and I wouldn't really categorize him as a closer. This year, if Morrow ever... Uh, you know, gets it going. We'll see about that. But I don't know. Kimbrel is one of the most dominating closers in the game. Wherever he ends up. Yeah, and I, I, I personally thought the Cubs were at their best when they had that solidified closer. Whether it be Chapman, the second half of sixteen, absolutely. Or yeah. Wade, Wade Davis was a really good closer too, all uh-huh. of twenty seventeen. So, if they could either find the guy within or go out and spend some extra money to get Kimbrel, I'd be all for it. Yeah, I would agree. So you actually had a, a pretty interesting experience. You went to the Friday night game in Milwaukee where the Cubs fell to the Brewers 13-10. to 10. Mm-hmm. But after the game, there were some festivities that you were able to catch on camera. Tell us about it. Anthony, I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, yeah, so about the uh, top of the eighth inning, 
I go and I had to take a bathroom break. Uh, I step out and I notice an altercation going on to my right. And so I engage uh, mildly into the altercation, but with not enough to uh, really put myself in there. But uh, tensions escalate very quickly. And then an all-out brawl breaks out. Uh, As a journalist and as a uh, servant of the people, really, I felt like it was my duty to broadcast this and to get it on camera. So being that civil servant that I am, I took my camera out and I recorded it. Uh, Little would I know how widespread it would get. So um, about 24 hours after, not even, about 16 hours after I took the video, it ended up uh, going viral on the internet. Um, So that was pretty cool. Uh, A little bit after that, uh, the Milwaukee local news station started contacting me and asking me if they could put it on the air. Um, I, of course, accepted because... Uh, as a fellow, fellow journalist, I see the importance of that, of broadcasting uh, the story to the people to get the truth out there. And yeah, it was kind of cool Saturday afternoon uh, watching the uh, Milwaukee uh, midday news come up and seeing that the headline story was the video that I took. It's kind of funny, and it just kind of shows that right place, right time, that it can uh, really have an impact. Was the altercation between Brewers fans and Cubs fans, or all Cubs fans, or all Brewers fans? What did you notice? Well, here, here, here's the funny story part about that. Um, honestly, I, I had no clue because I was kind of too far from the situation. But the news, like the news people who would contact, who contacted me and asked, like if it was my video, they'd also ask what happened. So. The good part, like the, the cool part of having four different news stations uh, ask what happened, I could give four completely different stories and they would all buy it. And one of the newscasts, uh, Fox 6 in Milwaukee, they literally took word for word what I told them and put it on TV and in their story. Which, and, was, which was what? <laughs> uh, so this was something that I, I kind of overheard and I kind of just threw piece by piece together. Could be true, couldn't be true, I have no idea. It was that a uh, as a couple Cubs fans were attempting to leave the park, uh, a couple Brewers fans were heckling them, and eventually the Cubs guy said something back, and the Brewers guy, and started, you know, beating up the Cubs guy. I made it look like it was totally the Milwaukee's fault. Could have been, couldn't have been. I have no idea because what everyone's been noticing with the video, and which I started noticing after I watched it a couple of times, was that it was like predominantly Cubs fans, which doesn't look too good for the for the brand. But I made it seem, uh, as my non-biased opinion, that it was majority Milwaukee fans started. But it, honestly, it was probably just a couple of intoxicated individuals making little remarks to each other and starting a brawl, which you hate to see, but whatever, it's part of it. Well, thankfully, you were there to to get the story out to those who needed it. I felt like I was I was destined to be at that moment. It was just something inside me that told me to take to a bathroom break. Yeah, and to 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 show, share with the people. That's that's what I did. And that's what I uh, such an honor to do. And because you said the word brawl, it made me think of what happened just the other day in the Pirates Reds game in the NL Central. So already some tempers flaring within the division. What do you think of that? Um, I thought that was uh, 
what, how do you say his last name? Dietrich? Yeah, Dietrich. Uh, his first inning homer, when he just stared at it, I thought that was one of the coolest moments I've ever seen. That was so, um, I'm going to watch my language. That was, that was so cool. And I think, uh, obviously, when you stare at a, a home run ball for about 15 seconds before taking a step, the next pitcher has to throw at you, or the next time you come at bat, the pitcher has to throw at you. So, I mean, that's part that's part of the game. I mean, if I, you're gonna yeah, do I that, agree. I find it. I do think Dietrich may have admired his home run a little bit too much. I mean, like absolutely. Come on, dude. Especially in the first week of the season. Yeah, you're on a one in seven team. You're not really going anywhere right now. You you hit a bomb, and I, it was a bomb. Every right to admire it, but. If you're the Pirates, you can't let somebody do that, especially at your home stadium. I don't mm-hmm. personally have any problem with the Pirates throwing at him the next time around. The coolest part about this happening in the first week of the season is that this tension is going to continue for 150 more games. And so we're going to see, I'm, I'm assuming, a couple more flare-ups and hopefully a couple more like massive, I don't know, interaction between the two teams before the year ends. And I think another thing that's cool about it is after Dietrich got thrown behind, I think his next at bat, he homered again. So he, he homered, did, he homered he, twice he, in the game. He homered twice. And he watched that second one almost as long as the first. It was cool. Yeah, so I think the Pirates and Reds are definitely going to be a rivalry within the NL Central to watch. Cubs and Brewers, obviously. But mm-hmm. I also think a big one to watch especially after everything that happened over the winter is the Cubs and Cardinals. Yeah, do you I can th- see that. Do you think Chris Bryant takes a ball in the ribs from what he said over the winter? I think what he said over the winter was taken way out of proportion by St. Louis. I mean, I get it. They might not have a lot going on, so they have to kind of like, I don't know, they've become, they've become an irrelevant team in the NL Central these last couple of years. And I think obviously this year's going to change with all their – they're going to be a good team this year again, but to become like so irrelevant in your own division after being like being a powerhouse for so long that you have to make something out of nothing like that just to get some like national attention on you—that's I don't know—that's kind of pathetic. But if they're going to hold this grudge this long, sure, go throw it, throw it KB and see what happens. So that'll, that'll be an interesting one to see. Yeah, especially because one, Chris Bryant is way on the up in his career, and a guy like Yadier Molina, who is the type he's on, he's to on hold on grudges, is really close to being on his way out. We saw him yep. have a couple of, uh, I think he had a big instant incident with Brandon Phillips, that ended up yeah. in a brawl a few years back when he was on the Reds. Mm-hmm. So I think it was the same thing. I think Brandon Phillips was talking something about St. Louis. Yeah, right, and and Yadier just hangs on to it and. Obviously, he's going to be involved in anything because he's right behind the plate. So I'm anxious to see if St. St. Louis is really that, I guess, that low to to take that into the season. But if I remember correctly, Yachty didn't even let Brandon Phillips like reach the home plate. Like Brandon Phillips won his way out for his first at bat. Yachty just blocked him and started it right there. So maybe that's going to happen for KB. Yeah, we'll before see. Before KB even touches home plate, the the big cool. the big difference though is. Brandon Phillips had always been much more of an instigator, whereas Bryant has always yeah, kept quiet. Which even throughout the entire offseason, KB like remains like he he didn't really mean anything by it. They just kind of took it out of proportion. And if they want to do that, that's fine. But he's not going to like KB is not going to continue any beef with them. Yeah, I agree with you completely. But and since we're on the topic of Chris Bryant. He doesn't look himself at the plate. He did in the first game against the Rangers, but ever since. 
the power really hasn't been there. What do you think's up with Chris? Um, watching him, like not just this year, but since he's entered the league, I mean, he has trends of I don't know, maybe slow starts, especially to start his career. But I, I feel like, like every every season, he has these like cold stretches to start off, and then he suffers with injuries after that, and then usually mid-season they'll start picking it up if that's the trend again I don't know that if it's just coincidence or not hopefully he picks up stays healthy and starts like producing like he can but otherwise I don't know I'm doing a MLB The Show 19 season with the Cubs and he's five home runs in the first week of the year so if that's any indication of anything yeah. then he'll be alright yeah he's definitely one of the most talented players not only in the Cubs organization but in the National League as a whole he has, I think, close to the best odds for NL MVP starting the season. We saw it in his opening game because we were there with St. Pat's. He mm-hmm. he started slow that year and then ended up winning Rookie of the Year. Next year, dominated all year long, won the MVP. Yep. Y- year after that, kind of had a little bit of a slow start but ended up in the MVP conversation as well. And then last year was plagued by injury. Mm-hmm. But I think if what we've seen from him is any, any indication – He'll get it going. He'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, but like he always does, I'm assuming he'll he'll, have, he'll spark a hot streak and keep that going. It's ended into the All Star break, hopefully, and pick it up after again. And I'm personally not one to abandon a guy like Chris Bryant. I think he's a long term Cub. I'm not one of the people that thinks trade him now. His value's high. I think he should be a Cub for as long as the Cubs can keep him. Absolutely, I agree 100 percent with you. And I know you're a pretty big Kyle Hendricks guy. How'd you feel about his extension? Very, uh, very excited. I thought you were going to ask about his his start recently. Um, yeah, that wasn't too great, but the extension's good news, I think. Oh, for sure. Uh, just he's got to learn to stop hanging that change up, which he knows how he knows how to do. I'm not like saying that, but he knows how to do. It. Just when he when he when he has that change up at the knees, then. Uh, yeah, that Cy Young caliber year that he had two years ago, two, three years ago. Yeah, I hope, I hope the uh, he gets his change up in the rest of his command, especially with the fastball going, keeping the fastball down in the zone. I think he'll figure it out, and I, I really do think the rest of this Cubs staff will figure it out. Not the start they wanted, but after this little homestand and a couple other stretches against the Diamondbacks and the Marlins and teams that really shouldn't be that good, the Cubs will really turn the season back in the right direction. What do you think? Absolutely. I'm still sticking with you, Darvish, 26-2 with a 1.4 ERA. Yeah, so let's see That's if Darvish can, happen, my guys. Let's see if Darvish can get that going. Thanks again for uh, hopping on the podcast today, Tommy. We'll have you uh, back on in a couple weeks. How's that sound? Oh, always a pleasure. And if I can say one quick shout-out, shout-out to Coach K and the Shamrocks this year. Uh, flaming hot start. Nice to see the boys producing right where we left off. And uh, good luck to them the rest of the year. And thanks for having me on again, Ed. And if I might add to that, shout out to our sophomore head coach, Dan Eberly, for being named to the ESCC Hall of Fame this year. Absolutely. One of the greats. It was a lot of fun playing, playing under him. Thank you all for coming on to Cubs Corner this week. If you want to watch this episode, future episodes, or past ones, log on to Apple, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or SoundCloud. And we'll see you next week on the Cubs Corner. I'm Anthony Pasquale. Thanks for listening.